Really? Really, man. Really, really. In the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. It is the last kickstart for August 2022. What the fuck, dude? Well, you know, it happens. I know. Just keep turning the pages on those calendars. I know. <laughs> Can't believe it's going to be September in just a couple of days. It's, all right. it's already September in Australia. <laughs> I just like to say stupid, random shit like that. I like to use big words. You know, to make myself seem photosynthesis. Early access for our first movie episode since we record, we recorded since March will be on Patreon on Wednesday. And we're actually sliding the regular public release to Fridays now to give people a little more space in between it. That way it's like you get a kickstart, a data digest, a movie, a data digest. And if you want to listen to the movie episode again, there you go. Or if you're not on Patreon, you just want to listen to it. Friday's your day. Friday's your day now. No more Thursday. I was noticing most more people were getting them on Fridays anyway. So I thought, you know what? Well, then you're going to get it on Friday. So there. Sure. Six pack of beer and a podcast. If you're on Patreon, you know, it's a kickstart. It's been a little bit bigger, a little bit, uh, a little bit of extra girth for you. It's, ex it's expansive. It's director's cuts and whatnot. Is it? Sure. A, I guess there's no director. So is it a producer's cut? Sure. Or absolutely art, artist cut. But if we're always the one cutting it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Oh, anyway. No, just pick, pick your poison. Take a hat. Which one do you want to wear? So with you back now, you are kind of trying to find new things to watch and you discovered something. It's been around for a little bit, but it's okay. I did, man. Late and, to the game on the Cuphead show. Yes. <laughs> um, look, man, I know nothing about the video game. Don't care to, but I am so excited that somewhere in my algorithm on Netflix, they decided to pop the Cuphead show on because I burned through like half of the episodes in about, I don't know, they're what, 12 minutes a piece. So, yeah. you know, in an hour, I burned through a good portion of them. Um, yeah, man, this shit is funny. And again, it's, it's you know, it kind of, it very it very much reminds me of the subversive cartoons of my youth. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost shocked <laughs> that it's actually even a thing, um, you know, in the world that we live in. But yeah, man, I love the uh, I love the animation. Yeah, the, the, that whole Inkwell style, you know. And if you're familiar with those Popeye and Betty Boop and uh, all of that sort of uh, Fleischer's sort of cartoons from the 30s, yep. uh, early 40s. This this is funny, man. This this is really well done. I I, I, I kind of try to find these Easter eggs. Oh God, it started. Stop it. Paint the fence some other time, you guys. That was the, hey. That was the my my. It just started talking. I wasn't even near it. Like, literally, it was like what the hell, Cuphead. Uh, yeah, man. But no, this is fun. This is a super fun show. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, none of it 
there, there's no plots. I mean, I guess there are sort of plots, but they go out the window right away. And, it right. Is, and then they come back and they wrap them up. But it's a lot of fun. It's it's really cool looking too. I mean, if you, like I said, if you're into that sort of animation, uh, you know, there's always something going on in the background, which is the great part about it. It's like those, you know, those Merry Melodies and all, all those, you know, sort of cartoons that we grew up with right. you know, when we were a kid before there was cable and they would just randomly show them. I, you know, I was watching this back when we were recording in, in February, uh, well, we came, in March. When the fuck were we recording? I can't remember. When it was about you came back and we were recording. But I don't, maybe because I, I was already past it and I didn't think to think about it for Kickstarter. That's probably what it was. And then when you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot season two just started like a week and a half ago. Uh, I can I can totally forgot. But that's so weird that it it's, I haven't, until you said something, it's the only reason I went to go look it up. That the, that the second season was even out. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is with Netflix, but it didn't pop up like, hey, you want to watch this because you watched it before. And I, which I thought was weird, but. Yeah, I, it just popped up in the new episode thing for me, you know, like new episodes. And I'm like, I haven't watched any of them. So I'm like, well, let's check it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad I didn't know the second season was or was I had forgotten because I would have just dove right back in. And uh, things get a little tight because, but when you told me earlier in the week what you're <laughs> that you had discovered it, I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> no, the, yeah, man. the game is. And those, are, you know, I know there's some gamers that listen to the show, and, and I don't. I'm not telling. I'm not saying something that uh, you don't know already. But the Cuphead show is based on the game Cuphead, and it had it's had a, had a couple it, um, versions of it. It's been a. I think at first it was an Xbox game. And then it, it was on, a, on the Mac, and then it came to the Nintendo Switch, and then PlayStation Four, like a year and a half or two years ago, somewhere in there. Yeah, man. If you say so, I like I knew nothing about it. I had nothing about it. I was like, oh, it's based on a game. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is the game looks exactly the way that animation is too. And the, I mean, the animation sure. of the show is 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 so spot on. But it, yeah, and like you noted, it's that. The writing on the show too. The animation is what draws you in. The writing on the show was really good, and you recognize a lot of voices in there too. Oh yeah, man! Guys that have been around doing this kind of voice work for a long time. Dude, when I heard Wayne Brady's voice, I literally yeah. fucking laughed for <laughs> almost through. I, there was nothing even going on, and I was laughing through the whole episode. It yeah, was like I just Wayne Brady. Yeah, he, laugh. He does the voice of King Dice. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And I think, and I wouldn't be surprised too. I think I'm, I heard, I mean, I haven't watched the new season, but dude, I'm so glad you found the show because it's, it's so, Oh yeah, it's, it's super, so great. Dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I've tried, I've, I've purposely not gone back to uh, burn through the next 12 episodes. Uh, mm. Yeah, I think I watched the, I watched the first season. I, now I'm into the new episodes. So yeah, but uh, you know, again, it's something I could literally could just put on and spend the next two hours and finish it, but I won't because I'm trying to savor it. <laughs> Yeah, see, and that's what, and they go fast too. They're total potato chips. It's easy to just kind of go, oh shit, I gotta stop. You know what's weird is uh, here. Is, uh, I'm gonna go into. I'm gonna. Uh, I love this show. I, anybody who it, you know, guys, you guys have probably already all seen it. And you're like, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you ninety years old? Get over it. It's been on forever. But I just found it, so forgive me. But <laughs> I think it came up because I tried to watch. And here's what I'm gonna ask. Somebody explain to me why I should give a shit about Sandman and why why do I need to continue on? I watched one episode and I have no desire to go any further. I haven't watched it at all yet. It's something that's on my I just don't, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't care about it. It's like a bad version of Penny Dreadful in the one episode I watched of it. I don't know. I've, I haven't dove into it yet. It's, hmm. I know that it's been something that's been trying to be made for a very long time. Yep. Lots of iterations. Now, see, here's the thing. I, I have the audible version of the Sandman. So to me, I know it's going to sound funny, that, but I'm sorry, but I have a bunch of actors doing a radio play of, of something to me in my head. That's what's, that's locked in. I have that. So I don't know if somebody's new visual version of it is going to work for me, even though Neil Gaiman is involved in both. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, I want to say it looks like everything else on Netflix. There's nothing remarkable about it. I mean, it, I don't know. It's, it's nice looking, but I just like the first episode did zero for me. And I'm like, uh, do I need to continue? And I have felt no desire to go back to it. So, you know, but the one good thing is I, maybe that, maybe that was the, that was a trigger in the algorithm that brought me to Cuphead show. So bravo Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another thing, another Netflix gem uh, that I tried to get through, but I could not, I couldn't finish it. I could, and I could care less if I ever see the rest of it is uh, the gray man. Not sure, you know, it starts off well and then it just, it just doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, man. I it kind of was, kind of felt like I wasted my time. So after about 45 minutes, I shut that thing off and I'll never watch it. Oh, that's not yeah. good. No, I, I know. Feel, no, I feel yeah, you. I, I like Chris Evans and I like Gosling, but I, this movie just, you know, it starts off well and then it just kind of, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who, uh, might want to watch it, but you know, I had a lot of, you know, the second half of it just starts to sag and I didn't really, but yeah, like I said, uh, better things to do with my time. <laughs> on that note, on that note, when we talked about the nuttiness going on with HBO max via Warner brothers, Discovery's CEO doesn't know, um, he's acting like a kid that <laughs> I'm taking my baseball and going home. That kind of bullshit. Something weird happened. We know for a bit of time that, you know, the Evil Dead Rise, a sequel, not really a sequel, which is new entry in the franchise. Um, it's, it, it had been presented to us as a new movie, so it's not a sequel to 2013, which we recently covered. Something they announced this week that it is not going to HBO Max like as originally planned. It didn't get canceled. It's actually going to get a theatrical. If Now that's, <laughs> I don't know where that came from considering their actions of late. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited because I've been looking forward to this movie for a bit, but there's a rumor going around and I kind of threw it at you because I was like, Oh, all right. Well, how can that be? The rumor going around is Shiloh Fernandez is in the movie. He's not listed anywhere. It's just this rumor came out this week that he is involved in it. I mean, it was just recently added to the cast or what I'm not sure exactly how it was phrased. Um, or I don't recall how it was phrased, but isn't that a direct link to the last movie? <laughs> Possibly. It's coming out April 21st, 2023. Hmm. That's a month after the 10th anniversary of Evil Dead 2013. Does this fall into the category of uh, sequels no one asked for? Uh, no, because people have been wanting this in a big way. Ah, so okay. it's got a really great, teaser one sheet because it looks like it might take place in a city. Of course. Yeah. Finally. Jesus Christ. Evil Dead Take Manhattan. A, a picture has been added <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where Scream 6 they, they just rapped too. Dude, they shoot that. They shot that in the New York cities. 
Yeah. Anyway, so Joey uh, had his first performance with his band, and uh, there it was a paid gig, <laughs> some birthday party. All right. Yeah, I've never had to break down and load a drum kit before. I mean, I play in bands and stuff, but it was never my responsibility. I mean, I loved it. I I would help, you know, lug gear in or doing load-ins and stuff, but I, I didn't, you know, I, I don't know. I was like breaking it down. We had never, we hadn't moved his kit at all since we moved to a different room. So shit, I'm like, oh, all right, well. So that was fun. And the kids had fun. They played for like 45 minutes or something like that. It'd be like eight songs. And Worst uh, part about breaking down a drum kit is the cymbals, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, he's only got his hi-hat and uh, a crash on a ride. I don't, I mean, we have another one, but he doesn't have the room for it. No gong? <laughs> no. Not yet. All right. I want to say this now. I can talk about this more because it's been out for three weeks or two weeks, whatever it's been. Yes. If you guys haven't watched the South Park concert yet, I'm seriously, there's just one point in there where Getty Lee and Alex Lyson from Rush come out and they play, um, shit, what the fuck did they play? It didn't matter. They play Rush. Take off to the Great White North, I hope. (laughs) That would have been funny. Uh, Dueling basses, having um, Getty Lee and then Les Claypool playing bass together side by side. And even Les says at one point, because this is the most surreal shit ever (laughs) to to be here and then have, I guess he's never, I mean, he's met Getty obviously several times, but he had never played on a stage with him before. If no one's ever seen Les Claypool play bass and, you know, or seen Primus play, it's a trip watching him play. I've never, you know, just, there's some jazz players that kind of do a little bit of the style he has as far as like basically treating his bass like a, like a guitar, as far as strumming it the way he does. He's a blast to watch live and he's just super fun. Even after all these years, he's the same performer that he was in 91. Primus is fun to watch. Anyway, that was a, a fun little moment on that thing that, that I was like holding back talking about because you don't, it's, there was a surprise that Rush came out and played. Yeah. And surprised Matt Stone. Hey, man, is Bob Euchre dead? I was just, uh, somebody asked me the other day and I was like, I don't know. They're like, I just saw Major League for the first time. That Bob Euchre guy's funny. I was like, that's the first time you saw Major League. That's what I was about to ask. That's what I said. I was like, first time you saw Major League. Good Lord. Curious, he's still alive. Yeah. Okay. I, feel, I thought he was because I mean, I think he still broadcasts Brewers games. Or somebody. He's somebody. 88. All right, Uke. Yeah, keep going, man. Dude, this might be the first year in a couple. Well, maybe, yeah, the first year in the last that I haven't actually watched Major League. Oh, the movie? Just because of yeah. your program, too? I just, like, I feel like it, even by accident at some point, I, I see it at some point. Like, just because. Right. But yeah, not this year. <laughs> maybe I've outgrown it. Maybe so. Waiting for a new baseball movie that not trouble with the curve <laughs> or uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, man. <laughs> Remake that thing. Come on. Yeah. Uh, this just brings up that general conversation. I wish about the kind of movies we wish that would come back. And, you know, those midline 40, $50 million movies, right? Those ones that they don't make anymore. And that's kind of movies we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's weird to think that Disney owns the box office like they used to, but they only do it because they bought bigger properties and, and all they do is to shill Star Wars and Marvel. Now, you know how I feel about both of those franchises. I'm more in than not. But would I trade all that in to have... For Angels in the Outfield too? <laughs> would I trade it all in for the days of having Hollywood Pictures and Touchstone back? 
fuck yeah, dude, in a heartbeat. Because that means more of my friends are working more often and getting paid properly. Because that means there's just more... It's like, like you were talking about before. It's either some super, 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 super low budget thing or it's at some blockbuster popcorn fair. And that's how the money is being spent these days unless it's television or limited series. But I'm finding that, I don't know about you, there's some limited series now. I think they stretch out to a series just because they feel like it and maybe expand on a premise or, you know, that, that really can't, shouldn't be expanded on. It's really, it really is a movie and a half and you're turning it into eight hour long things. I don't know. I just, I would love to see this back again, you know, that midline kind of thing. And, it, and you know, the movies that were covering in September, there's like a bunch of big budgeted ones in there. And, but some of them, there's like one or two that are in that midline range from not from that period of time, but from that sensibility and how a movie's budgeted out and, and produced. But Anyway, I would just like to see that kind of stuff more. And that's, I think that's why the HBO maxing is so concerning because those movies that get canceled were those kind of midline things. Well, that one, the backer was a little bit above that, but it was always meant to be on that service. But now we're just flushing movies now. <laughs> By the way, I wanna, I'm want i going to close it out with that. I don't want, I want to talk about the, 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 the business side of that bullshit anymore. No. Unless, unless something drastic happens. Yes. I mean, this move for putting Evil Dead out there is good because it was already set up for HBO Max. I don't know why they decided to, to deter it the way they did. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that movie that made them go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, let's just make sure we keep that one around in the fold. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he's a fan. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I see that guy. I don't think, yeah, that's the Sam Raimi guy. Well, I hope everybody enjoys their last day of August. Hey man, no, August, last day of August is Wednesday, 31st. Oh, that's what I mean, because it's upcoming. I just meant like yeah, it's upcoming. Sure. It's coming up. It's coming up. You got three days left. Yeah. Don't, 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 yeah. don't, don't, don't. The next three days. Well, I, we have, a, yeah, we'll have a Labor Day ep episode for you for Kickstart because we're special. Special. I mean, I'll be working that day, but. So special. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Well, if you guys want to follow us on the Twitter, you might actually see some posts in. I think I'm. I'm ready for that again. You know what I didn't do? I didn't plug my fucking uh, rear, rear rear view mirror. Uh, oh, shit. Do it. So uh, my rear view re revisit this week was nice guys. Look, look, dude, it came up in my Netflix algorithm after the Cuphead show. It came on and like, it, I, I was like, oh, and I was like, is it starting? And then, you know, I hear the baseline from... Papa was a Rolling Stone. And I was like, yeah. oh, fuck it. So yeah, man. Yeah, I just let it play. 2016, Shane Black, The Nice Guys, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. I needed something to wash the taste of gray, man, out of my mouth. And uh, that certainly did it. So it's yeah. on Netflix, man. I think it's back on Hulu too. They, I think it hit a bunch of streaming services at one time. It's also uh, playing at the New Beverly in a double feature with Drive. I know. Uh, this week. I know. Or next week. Well, no, I saw it. Yeah, I saw that it's playing and I'm like going fuck. Yeah. If if we had a, a movie that, you know, that we would put, that we would sponsor, it's Nice Guys. I think Nice Guys is the epitome of the, of everything that we love about movies. There you go. You got Netflix. You got nothing to watch. You're tired of looking at Netflix series that all look alike. Check out the Nice Guys. If you want to follow the show on Twitter at, at Karate Pod. 
And eventually we'll get that stupid letterboxed up. But if you want to follow Corey on Letterboxd, it's Corey underscore Culp. Also on Instagram, it's Culprit97. Oh, and at Karate Pod Instagram too. So there you go. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck. No, you can't. That's not right. Did you delete that? I don't that? do that anymore. That's Twitter. Don't do it. Follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody. Cody.